What's good, Divine Gang Gang? This message is more so for Divine Feminines. Um, I have some bullet points of what I want to address. Um, I'm kind of looking at it now and feeling like there's so much to say. But maybe I might make this short. Let's see if it really goes to the full 30 minutes. It's always an interesting process for me. But um, I think based on the title, it's going to be something along the lines of um, once the Divine Feminine understands the five to one, five men to one, five women to one man ratio, it really helps you to navigate life better. I would say that I'm just coming into my understanding of what it means to be, I think, especially a melanated woman. Um, and and the end result is, okay, I need to choose to be happy and be intentional about making sure that I'm happy at all times, regardless of what is coming at me, right? Um, but it took time for me to get to this. And I feel like this is something I'd want to revisit um, and or have like at a mini girls conference, like when me and my girlfriends go out and or even with my niece. But it's one of those things where you need to just go to a nice like resort somewhere or a nice lodge somewhere and have the weekend to have these conversations about it, what it really means. But I feel like even if we had these conversations young, you know, um, and even when you're like high school going into college, it really would help you a lot. Actually, I'm going to make a note here and it it might seem out of, um, context or out of a flow, but I'm going to add it because I just remembered something, uh, that I want to address that I feel was helpful for me on this journey too. So we talk a lot about in the divine feminine journey, one of the nuances about that is that we come to an understanding that we chose to come here with all of our natal chart, with all of the intricacies, with all the complexions to experience life, right? To have a human experience. Um, And so as frustrating as that can be, it's like you need to understand once you understand that and you look at your natal chart and you understand that, like I feel like you move through life better. Um, and so I've come to the conclusion that if you chose to come to this life for this lifetime as a woman, straight up, hands down, ain't no other two ways around it. You came here to experience what it means to have self-love and a hundred X that if you chose to come here as a melanated black woman, hands down, your journey is about finding out, can you love yourself in spite of, you know, being tugged and pulled in different um, directions by society, you know, from your upbringing to what they tell you in school and how, you know, you're accepted or rejected by the, by the opposite gender, um, accepted, rejected because of your looks or your intelligence or lack of intelligence, access to resources. At the end of the day, do you have, you know, can you love yourself? Quickly followed by um, happiness, learning to be happy, 
and the things that you're not happy with, what are you willing to work on? And at the end of the day, does that make you happy or are you doing it to make someone else happy? Um, so some of the things that come with being, you know, the five to one ratio, let me, let me knock that one out too. So that one right there off the rip, you are, there's five to seven women for every one man, right? Um, so now you have this competitive nature, you have this, um, you're introduced into an environment where things get competitive, especially if we are being sold and told that, you know, we need to get married and have kids. And so right off the rip, you know, I guess the numbers, depending on your bedroom preferences are going to boil the numbers down, maybe closer to five to one ratio. But then again, just because it's a five to one ratio, meaning that there's one man for every five women, doesn't mean that there are that these are eligible bachelors or that they're all divine masculines or that they're all high value men. So the numbers start to get more competitive, right? And so um, there's that part. What do you do when you're you know, some of the language that's out there with like the incel talk or with the men going their own way or the blue red pill conversations is like, now you're just a number. Now you can be discarded. Now you can be run through. Now, if they're not happy with you, you could have poured your heart and soul into it. And then now you're just another, um, just another person, right? What does that do to you? Can you still love yourself? Um, does it take you into depression or suicidal thoughts or self-worth issues that then now lead to life, you know, like unhealthy eating habits? Um, I'm going to keep working through my notes here and allow myself to just flow with it. So one of the things that especially for, and I want to keep driving this home and centering it more towards my black woman, you know, black young lady, like, Now you're, you know, part of this experience coming and hearing this under the sound of my voice, you chose to come here bundled the way you are with your 4C hair, thick lips, thick hips, you know, for me, it's being tall and being brown girl. Coming to California of all places, one of the things I've learned about astrocartography is... Um, somebody said it, but it's like, you do not go to California unless you want to learn lessons. And so it's rot of lessons, especially surrounding the next bullet point, which is Eurocentric beauty standards. And when I tell you I've had to live with that and deal with the nuances, I feel like if I had a mentor who sat down with me, maybe at 16 and told me this conversation that I'm having with you here, I would have been able to like zip through life a little bit more better but it is what it is. So um, even up until like within the last two years, I started to understand, you hear it, you know, that everybody kind of wants to be black until it's not time to be black. Um, But at the same time, the black woman is not accepted. So you have, you know, you end up seeing, for me, all of the black guys preference be non-black um 
But the same way they're getting the message to put those type of women on a pedestal, you're getting the very same message that you are like below the totem pole. And you have to deal with the psyche of what that means. What does it mean when you're looking in the mirror to not have the good hair and to be dark? But at the same time, these same women are putting perms in their hair, um, tanning, um, in, you know, injecting their lips, going to the, you know, it's more prevalent now, but they're going to the doctor to get the same body type that I have, but that I'm still not the preference. Um, which is funny because, you, you know, when you think Eurocentric beauty standards, you would think that it would be, um, you know, bleaching of the skin, straightening of the hair, um, relaxers, straightening of the nose. And so then, you know, you look at people like little Kim who got caught up in the more Eurocentric beauty standards. But I think I'm at a point where it's like, I see that we're being told, um, two sides of it, like, oh yeah, it's all all about being. And so maybe the distinction as I'm musing through this is, you know, you want it's like you're being told by society to be black. Um, the preference is to have all the black features, but not be, to, but to be white presenting. So if you are um, white, um, your value is through the roof already. Um, but if you want to attract black men, you know, just get butt fillers, get lip fillers, tan a little bit, do a little bit of dark face and um talk and walk a certain way and now you're really a dime now you're really a catch but a black girl can't naturally have the brown skin i don't have to go a tanning tanning salon like just for kicks you guys just to tell you how petty my scorpio side is out of all the real estate and franchises i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a tanning salon and i'm gonna have one of them where it's going to be my color, like the, the deluxe special is going to be my color. And it's just a part of just clowning the fuck out of them. Because it's like, if you're going to pay to be me, then I might as well get money. I, f- I feel like more black women should have tanning salons. Take them for their money. They're coming, they're, they're trying to, you know, go and be kissed by the sun. But are like, I was born with it. Maybe I'm born with it. You know, I have the melanin. And so you're going to come pay me to get the melanin color of my skin and go date a black guy. Go ahead, knock yourself out. But that will be uh, $195. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So dealing with the Eurocentric standards, because then when you're growing up with that, then now you're, you know, picking out your makeup style. How do you present? And then are you thin enough? You know, it's 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 all dealing with how do you deal with with all the contradictions of, well, we want thin, skinny women, but if, and actually it's, it's going to come up, but I'm, I had put it at the bottom here, but I think one of the best things that ever happened with it to me within the last even three years, facts on facts is when I came across, um, a video by Cynthia G and it, it's called who men, who black men really choose. And when I tell you that it really, in a way, saved me, even at this age. And I think that if more Black women, you know, especially young girls, understood what it, what they were dealing with, because part of the things that I'm talking about is society is going to tell you all these things, and you're seeing things differently. 
and it can affect your psyche. So to me, it was like, when I joke about it, I'm being very truthful, but I really could pull up, I don't go to these churches anymore, but I could pull up my parents' uh, church directory, and 95% of them are interracial marriages, and when I tell you that 80% of these couples could really be on Cynthia G's, like, I think she's up to like 41 now. I don't really, I haven't been keeping up with her too much, but she has um, like 41 or 42 episodes of like 30 minute segments of just showing back to back different pictures. And, you know, they all this time leading up to this you'll hear language you even hear it with kevin samuels well women black women don't compete they're not thin they're not submissive they're not in shape they're not fit right you can still hear that language but when you look at the reality when you look at my church directory they're not the most attractive and for facts on facts the men in their community don't want them wouldn't touch them with a with a 10-foot pole right um overweight not the most educated um i even have another classmate that married a woman that had baby mamas first you know wifeed her you know type of thing so it's like once you understand that then you understand that you have no other choice but to be happy and to take care of yourself one of the things that i've been driving home is as rough and sometimes you will cry some tears and sometimes you will cry yourself to sleep but once you understand you know some women i feel have been shamed out of an education education has its nuances because there's debt and then now you have your hand out trying to to work for the white man i know what it's like to work for the white man literally um and work for the white woman too and the, the stresses of always trying to to hold up to their standards. In many places, I was the highest um, degreed um, administrative assistant, but I was getting paid way less than everybody else coming in with less experience than me, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I was listening to this podcast, I was listening to this YouTube channel, and it was one of these guys that's kind of along the lines of Kevin Samuels. And I remember listening to that kind of stuff and it would really kind of tear me up because I would feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not the the thinnest person, but I'm not obese, you know? So it's like, well, you know, one week I'm like working out, trying to get in shape. But then I, I started to remember when I looked at the Cynthia G stuff, I'm like, I'm thinner than these women. I'm more in shape than these women. There have been times where I've been like really tiny, really fit. Like I loved those times and what came with it. Obviously younger at the time, but it wasn't, I didn't have any black guys knocking down my door. So then, and then it's like, well, they're not competing. And so then you think, well, okay, um, I have my degrees. Oh, but wait, hold up. We don't, we, you know, now it's, we don't care that you're intelligent. And then the flip side is you, you're just walking with debt. Okay, so there have been women who have been hustled and bamboozled out of getting a degree and being able to pursue. And I went through that phase a little bit of myself, if I'm being really honest, because it's kind of like uh, for the longest time, I kind of held off on pushing myself too far up 
because I didn't want to be more, I started to understand that the type of, and real talk, right? The type of guy I want, wanted to marry a black guy, I, I really wanted to have, get married and have five kids, right? Um, I started to understand, whoa, being educated and or, you know, too far up in my business is going to be a problem. I'm going to intimidate these guys on these dates. My first boyfriend, he didn't have any college education. He's like into music and celebrity, very handsome, that type of thing. But the nuances started to come up, right? And at one of the things that was like funny, but it wasn't funny, he would say that I sound like a white girl. And one time he just thought it was so weird and funny that I was like playing tennis and, you know, I'd get off, you know, the court and go talk to him while I was getting ready for the rest of my day. And and he just like, it just, the disconnect was there. Um, So you start to subconsciously think, okay, this is a problem. I don't want to get too far ahead of, of the demographic of the type of guy that's my preference some women do have a preference for others that's not my problem I don't you know I can just tell you with what's going on with me so now they've been bamboozled into well if I'm if I'm supposed to increase my chances of getting married um and they view uh college education or professional education or being a lawyer or doctor as a negative let me not put myself in that position but then what ends up happening is one of three things you're either going to not be able to take care of yourself and that is critical to the self-care journey I think that you know I really want to continue to advocate especially because of the ratio the five to one ratio your chances of getting married are slim to none if you're a black woman they're slim to none and then um the odds are always going to be there that you're going to end up being widowed and or they're going to leave you for someone else um, and or you're going to have children at which point you those children deserve to have a lifestyle that they're you know not suffering the consequences of not coming from a two-family home you know and so that's why I'm always going to encourage you. Now, you can deal with the nuances. I've talked about it a little bit about the emotional intelligence and how to, you know, there. I was just did a, a podcast and one of the guys, uh, something Gates, he was talking about how he likes women who are older than him and, and or intellectual property, you know, like the way that they think. But I hope that you understand what I'm saying. It's like, definitely do you, boo, because you, what you don't want to do is not at least be able to take care of yourself the way that you need to. Um, there's two things I wanted to kind of finish up here too. When when I was listening to the guy talk about this woman, she had her education. She was a lawyer. And the pictures that she sent in, she was actually living a very nice lifestyle. But, her, but this guy dragged her for everything because um, she was older and wasn't married. And so... He was like, oh, you think that your education is what makes you valuable. But I was thinking like, oh, my God, the very reason that she got her education is what's saving her because she's a black woman. She's not going to be on anybody's preference. And so at least she can live in a nice place. She can go to nice places and experience life and and be somewhat happy. 
But I can guarantee you, if she didn't, she would have still not been people's preference. But then now she's having to have roommates and not being able to take care of herself. And it's just as bad, if not worse. You see what I'm saying? Um, so that was, that was an aha moment for me. Another aha moment for me. I have seen like, again, and this is go back to the good old stomping grounds of the church. One of the most beautiful black women I have ever seen in, in my life. She's Barbie. Um, and she stayed in shape the whole time, had two beautiful kids, um, professional, married to it, you know, he, he was doing pretty good at upper, upper middle class type of thing. As soon as the, the youngest child graduated from um, college, he divorced her and went and got a, like a 20 year old. When I tell you that stuff broke my soul, because then now it's like, you have to understand exactly what it is. Some people, you know, you hear a lot of the talk about how men will say, uh, one of the, the podcasts I want to talk about is how this guy is talking about how he dated a, um, he dated a, a wombat. His, his baby mom, his baby mom is a wombat. And so that's the mother of his child, right? So a lot of the times what will happen is there's going to be cheating and infidelity. Are you still going to be happy at the end of the day, even if you get the ring? Even if they decide to have, you know, children with you. And that's why you have to be so careful with the build the barb energy too. Because they will want you to build with them, right? And there's a psychology behind it. But a guy that wants you to build with him is not going to respect you. And you're going to inevitably come at him with the masculine energy, which is an added turnoff. It's probably going to be somebody who's closer to your age. And so... um as soon as they get their their hands on their feet, um, hands and hands on their feet. Once they get their feet on set on the floor, that was funny. Hands on their feet. <laughs> Once they get their feet on the floor and they're established, now they start to get into the high value man echelon. They start not smelling themselves, and then now you're discardable. Now you're old. Now you're frumpy. Now you, even though it's their children, and there's jokes about this, but. It's like, who would want to be with the woman that has a child or three children, even though it's their own children, though? But okay. So you have to be able to deal with all of the psychology and psychosis behind it to deal with that you could still end up getting left. You know, um, even when you look at, uh, and this is more in, in Will Smith's favor, but you can have picked the right, quote unquote right person you know, water seeks its own level and then come to find out 20, 30 years down the road, this person flips their shit and now they're sleeping around, um, like with the whole Jaden Will Smith stuff. And, and then now you're just having a question, am I happy? Do I still want to stay with this? So as I'm trying to wrap up here, it's like, at the end of the day, you need to understand that you need to be happy for yourself and really tune into what that means. And um, it makes me realize like, okay, the stage I'm in, not married, that's okay. The odds were not in my favor. Um, I did the best I could with the information I had at the time. The odds are I may not get married, still may not get married. Would love to have, I wanted five children, would love to have a love child. 
have to deal with the fact that there's a possibility that if I do have a child, I would love to have a child within the confines of marriage, that I possibly could still end up getting cheated on or left. But at least I'm positioning myself to be able to take care of my child and provide the best lifestyle for them. And that was very important to me. I will say this, the first guy that I dated, I remember one time we were driving, I was in my Lexus and we were at a bus stop and uh, not a bus stop at a, at a stop sign. And there was this girl walking from the bus stop. She had just gotten off the bus and was walking across the, the, not the, the light had changed for her to walk. And she had a stroller pushing a child and another child on her hip. And he's sitting there and watching her and the music's playing or whatever. And he's watching her across it. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to have you like that. My first boyfriend, I was 21. Yes, I started dating older. You guys, I grew up sheltered. So, and he was 28. So, um... It was one of those things where I was like, I remember thinking, I'm like, oh my God, I can barely take care of myself right now. I like a certain lifestyle. I knew this from that age. I would never do that to my kids. I could never, right? Um, And so that's part of the reason why I've been intentional about making sure that I want to make sure my child is born, preferably both of my parents are still married, right? So I know what it's like to grow up in a double in a two-parent home. I want that for my child, but I understand that there is a possibility that he might decide to exit the marriage. And I have to be able to deal with that in a way that's not going to negatively impact my child. But my child still needs to be able to take piano and karate and go to soccer and travel and um, be in the arts if they need to or and, and have everything that I can afford for them, right? So you need to be able to to be able to be happy with that and be able to understand that, okay, this person is going to be in my life for this amount of time. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to enjoy the sunsets. I'm going to, you know, that means that I'm not going to tolerate certain things that much longer. Or, you know, if I see the red flags, I'm going to pay attention to those sooner. Um, I'm going to make sure that I'm happy with how my hair looks and my skin looks and my shape looks. I'm going to make sure that if I want to go for something and it makes me feel good to become accomplished, I'm going to do it. And I have to be happy with it because I can't have it be contingent on, you know, what society tells me. You, You know how many conversations I've had about people will tell me, oh, you're so pretty. How come you're not married? But that's a form of gaslighting and you have to be prepared to deal with that and not really have it mess with you. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't have value because you don't have kids. It's like, you mean no one wanted to marry you at this point? But once you understand the five to one ratio, it's already competitive as it is. You're already going to be pulled in different directions. I didn't even get to really talk a lot about business, but I, I will say this that I think it's important. You do, I would encourage more women to do more home-based things where they can work out of the home and or be their own CEO or boss as opposed to having to work for someone else. Um, But I understand that there are careers where you really do would enjoy. In one of my next lifetimes, you guys, I want to be a lawyer. Like, 
oh, I'm fascinated with that whole um, profession too. But, um, and maybe being a doctor and reporting to someone else, but I would encourage the best thing to do for yourself is to, to start your own business and to understand how passive income works and in the investing side of things versus savings, um, doing things that you love and making sure that you're happy. You know, I feel like the odds are not really in your favor, but once you understand, like, it's going to be really important if you're claiming to be divine feminine, your path is about learning to love yourself. Um, and, and happiness. And once you understand that and understand all the things that come with it, I think like you'll really, it will, it will change your life. You'll be much more successful or, or, and the word is not even successful. It's like fulfilled. Right. And so you are not going to have to go through a lot of the experiences I did of having to worry about self-worth and trying to fit into certain standards. So I hope this was helpful for you. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to charge you with love, with the love of your life, with help, with light, with black light, because black light illuminates invisible. I'm going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity until the next podcast. Peace.